Chapter 11, the Beda Kirtan Pastimes. And we're taking up where we left off yesterday at text number 62. Is everybody ready? I'll take that as a yes. Yes. Snan Jatra Deki Prabhura Hoila Bhadashuka. Ishvarera Anashvari Haile Bhadaduka. Upon seeing the bathing ceremony of Lord Jagannath, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu became very happy. But when Lord Jagannath retired after the ceremony, Lord Chaitanya became very unhappy because he could not see him. Purport. After the bathing ceremony of, of Sri Jagannath, which takes place just a fortnight before the Rathyatra ceremony, the body of the Lord Jagannath, deity is repainted, and this takes just about a fortnight to complete. This period is called Anavasara. There are many who visit the temple to see Lord Jagannath regularly every day, and for them, his retirement after the bathing ceremony is unbearable. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu felt Lord Jagannath's absence from the temple very much. One of the ways you can see your own level of advancement in devotional service to see that when <clears throat> the Lord retires for Anavasara or, or for any reason you can't see him, that you find it to be unbearable. Text 63. Due to separation from Lord Jagannath, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu felt the same great anxiety the gopis feel in separation from Krishna. In this condition, he gave up all association and went to Alaunath. The devotees who had followed the Lord came into his presence and requested him to come to Puri. They submitted that the devotees from Bengal were coming to Purushottam Shetra. In this way, Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya brought Lord Chaitanya back to Jagannath Puri. He then went to King Prataparudra, and informed him of the Lord's arrival. At this time, Gopinath Acharya came there while Sarvabhama Bhattacharya was with King Prataparuja. Being a Brahmana, he offered his benediction to the king and addressed Sarvabhama Bhattacharya as follows. About 200 devotees are coming from Bengal. All of them are greatly advanced and specifically devoted to Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. All of them have already arrived on the bank of the lake Narendra and are waiting there. I desire residential quarters and prasadam arrangements for them. Purport, Narendra is a small lake still existing in Jagannath Puri where the Chandana Yatra festival takes place. Up to the present date, all the Bengali devotees who visit the Jagannath temple first take their bath in this lake. There they wash their hands and feet before entering the temple. 
The king replied, I shall give orders to the attendant in the temple. He will arrange for everyone's residential quarters in prasadam as you desire. Sarvabhama Bhattacharya, please show me, one after another, all of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's devotees who are coming from Bengal. Sarvabhama Bhattacharya requested the king, go up on the roof of the palace. Gopinathacharya knows every one of the devotees. He will identify them for you. Actually, I do not know any of them, although I have a desire to know them. Since Gopinathacharya knows them all, he will give you their names. After Sarvabhauma said this, he went up to the top of the palace with the king and Gopinathacharya. At this time, all the Vaishnav devotees from Bengal drew closer to the palace. Swarup, Damodar, and Govinda, taking the flower garlands and prasadam of Lord Jagannath, proceeded to where all the Vaishnavs were standing. Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu first sent those two persons in advance. The king inquired, who are these two? Please let me know their identities. Sri Sarvabhama Bhattacharya replied, here is Swarup Damodar, who is practically the second expansion of the body of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. The second person is Govinda, Lord Chaitanya's personal servant. The Lord has sent garlands and remnants of Lord Jagannath's food with these two persons simply to honor the devotees from Bengal. At the beginning, Swarup Damodar came forward and garlanded Advaita Acharya. Govinda next came and offered a second garland to Advaita Acharya. When Govinda offered his obeisances by falling down flat before Advaita Acharya, Advaita Acharya asked, Swarup Damodar about his identity, for he did not know Govinda at that time. Swarup Damodar informed him, Govinda was the servant of Ishvara Puri. He is very highly qualified. Ishvara Puri ordered Govinda to serve Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Thus the Lord keeps him by his side. The king inquired, to whom did Swarup Damodar and Govinda offer the two garlands? His bodily effulgence is so great that he must be a very great devotee. Please let me know who he is. Gopinath Acharya replied, His name is Advaita Acharya. He is honored even by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and he is therefore the topmost devotee. Here are Srivas Pandit, Vrakreshwar Pandit, Vidyanidhi Acharya, and Gadadhar Pandit. Here are Acharya Retna, Parandara Pandit, Gangadas Pandit, and Shankara Pandit. Here are Marari Gupta, Pandit Narayan, and Haridas Thakur, the deliverer of the whole universe. Here is, Shri, here is Haribhata, and there is Nishringananda. Here are Vasudev Datto and Srivananda Sain. Here also are Govinda Ghosh, Mahadeva Ghosh, and Vasudev Ghosh. They are three brothers, and their Sankirtan congregational chanting pleases the Lord very much. Purport, Govinda Ghosh belonged to the Kayasta dynasty of the Uttara Radhiya section, and he was known as Ghosh Thakur. Even to the present day, there is a place named Aradweep, 
near Kutwa, where a fair takes place and is named after Ghosh Thakur. As far as Vasudev Ghosh is concerned, he composed many nice songs about Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and these are all authorized Vaishnav songs, like the songs of Naratam Das Thakur, Paktivinod Thakur, Lochan Das Thakur, Govinda Das Thakur, and other great Vaishnavas. Here is Raghava Pandit. Here is Acharya Nandana. There is Sriman Pandit. And here are Sri Kanta and Narayana. Purport. Naratam Das Thakur, honoring the personal associates of Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, has sung as follows in Prarthana 13. Gaurangera Shange Gani Nitya Shidha Karimani Sejaya Vrajendra Sutapash. One who is intelligent understands that all the personal associates and devotees of Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu are ever liberated. This means that because they are always engaged in the devotional service of the Lord, they do not belong to this material world. One who is engaged in the Lord's devotional service 24 hours daily and never forgets the Lord is called Nitya Siddha. Srila Rupa Goswami confirms this statement. A person acting in the service of Krishna with body, mind, intelligence, and words is a liberated person even within the material world, although he may be engaged in many so-called material activities. That's from the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, 1-2-187. A devotee is always thinking of how to better serve Lord Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and how to broadcast his name, fame, and qualities throughout the world. One who is Nitya Siddha has no business other than broadcasting the glories of the Lord all over the world according to his ability. Such people are already associates of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Therefore, Naratam Das Thakur says, Nitya Siddha Karimani. One should not think that because Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was personally present 500 years ago, only his associates were liberated. Rather, Srila Naratam Das Thakur says that anyone is a Nitya Siddha if he acts on behalf of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu by spreading the glories of the holy name of the Lord. We should respect those devotees preaching the glories of the Lord as Nitya Siddha and should not consider them conditioned. Mamchayo Vyabicharena Bhakti Yogena Sevate Sagunan Samatityaitan Ramabhuya Yakalpate. One who has transcended the material modes of nature is said to be on the Brahman platform. That is also the platform of Nitya Siddha. The Nitya Siddha not only stays on the Brahman platform, but also works on that platform, simply by accepting the associates of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as Nitya Siddha, one can very easily go back home, back to Godhead. Oh, that's so nice. Come on. Isn't that one of the nicest purports you ever heard? This goes in the archives of all time encouraging purports written by his divine grace. Hare Krishna. Text number 90. 
Gopinathacharya continued to point out to the devotees. Gopinathacharya continued to point out the devotees. Here is Shukalambar. See, there is Sridhar. Here is Vijay, and there is Balavasena. Here is Purushottam, and there is Sanjaya. And here are all the residents of Kulina Gram, such as Satyaraj Khan and Ramananda. Indeed, all of them are present here. Please see. Here are Mukunda Datto, Narahari, Shri Raghunandana, Chiranjiv, and Sulochana, all residents of Kanda. How many names shall I speak to you? All the devotees you see here are associates of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who is their life and soul. The king said, upon seeing all these devotees, I am very much astonished, for I have never seen such an effulgence. Indeed, their effulgence is like the brilliance of, million, of a million suns, nor have I ever heard the Lord's names chanted so melodiously. Purport, such are the symptoms of pure devotees when they are chanting. All the pure devotees are as bright as sunshine, and their bodily luster is very effulgent. Their performance of Sankirtan is unparalleled. There are many professional chanters who can perform congregational chanting with various musical instruments in an artistic and musical way, but their chanting cannot be as attractive as the congregational chanting of pure devotees. If a devotee sticks strictly to the principles governing Vaishnava behavior, his bodily luster will naturally be attractive and his singing and chanting of the holy names of the Lord will be effective. People will appreciate such kirtan without hesitation. Even dramas about the pastimes of Lord Chaitanya or Sri Krishna should be played by devotees. Such dramas will immediately interest an audience and be full of potency. The students of the International Society for Krishna Consciousness should note these two points and try to apply these principles in their spreading of the Lord's glories. 96. I have never, I have never before seen such ecstatic love nor heard the vibration of the holy name of the Lord chanted in such a way, nor seen such dancing during Sankirtan. Purport, because the temple of Lord Jagannath is situated at Jagannath Puri, many devotees from all parts of the world came to perform Sankirtan in glorification of the Lord. All these devotees were certainly seen and heard by Maharaj Prataparudra, but... He herein admits that the kirtan performed by the associates of the Lord was unique. He had never before heard such sankirtan, nor seen such attractive features manifest by the devotees. The members of the International Society for Krishna Consciousness should go to India during the birthday ceremony of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu at Mayapur and perform sankirtan congregationally. This will attract the attention of all the important personalities in India, just as the beauty, bodily luster, and Sankirtan performance by the associates of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu attracted the attention of Maharaj Prachaparudra. 
The associates of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu were unlimited during the Lord's presence on this planet. But anyone who is pure in life and devoted to the mission of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is to be understood as a nityasiddha associate of the Lord. Probably just said it twice. 97, Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya replied, this sweet transcendental sound is a special creation of the Lord known as Prem Sankirtan, congregational chanting in love of Godhead. In this age of Kali, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has descended to preach the religion of Krishna consciousness. Therefore, the chanting of the holy names of Lord Krishna is the religious principle for this age. Abhatari Chaitanya Koila Dharma Pravarchana Kali Kali Dharma Krishna Nam Sankirtan Avatari Chaitanya Koila Dharma Pracharana Kali Kali Dharma Krishna Nam Sankirtan Avatari descending Chaitanya Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Koila did Dharma Pracharana preaching of real religion. Kali Kali, in this age of Kali, Dharma, religious principle, Krishna Nam, of the holy name of Lord Krishna, Sankirtan, chanting. Again, the translation, in this age of Kali, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has descended to preach the religion of Krishna consciousness. Therefore, the chanting of the holy names of Lord Krishna is the religious principle for this age. 99. Anyone who worships Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu by congregational chanting should be understood to be very intelligent. One who does not do so must be considered a victim of this age and bereft of all intelligence. Purport, rascals propose that anyone can invent his own religious process, and this proposition is condemned herein. If one actually wants to become religious, he must take up the chanting of the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra. The real meaning of religion is stated in Srimad Bhagavatam. Dharmam tu sakshat bhagavat pranitam navai vidurishayuna pideva nasiddha mukya asura manusya kutascha vidyadra charnadaya swayam bhuranarada shambhu kumara kapilo manu the purport of these verses is that dharma, or religion, cannot be manufactured by a human being. Religion is the law or code of the Lord. Consequently, religion cannot be manufactured even by great saintly persons, demigods or siddhamukyas, and what to speak of asuras, human beings, vidyadras, charanas, and so on. The principles of dharma, religion, come down in the Parampara system beginning with 12 personalities, namely Lord Brahma, the great Saint Narada, Lord Shiva, the four Kumaras, Kapila, the son of Devahuti, Svayambhuvamanu, Prahlad Maharaj, King Janaka, Grandfather Bhishma, Bali Maharaj, Shukadeva Goswami, and Yamaraj. The principles of religion are known 
to these 12 personalities. Dharma refers to the religious principles by which one can understand the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Dharma is very confidential, uncontaminated, uncontaminated by any material influence, and very difficult for ordinary men to understand. However, if one actually understands Dharma, he immediately becomes liberated and is transferred to the kingdom of God. Bhagavat Dharma, where the principle of religion enunciated by the Parampara system, is the supreme principle of religion. In other words, Dharma refers to the science of Bhakti Yoga, which begins by the novices chanting the holy name of the Lord, Tanama Grahanadibi. Therefore, in this age of Kali, as recommended here in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, text 98, Kali Kali Dharma Krishna Nam Sankirtana, the chanting of the holy name of the Lord is the method of religion approved by all Vedic scriptures. In the next text of the Chaitanya Charitamrita quoted from Srimad Bhagavatam 11.532, this principle is further stressed. Text 100, Krishna Varnam Tvashat Krishnam Sangopangashtra Parshadam Jagnai Sankirtana Prayer Yajanti Hisumedasaha. <clears throat> In the age of Kali, intelligent persons perform congregational chanting to worship the incarnation of Godhead, who constantly sings the names of Krishna, who constantly sing the name of Krishna. Although his complexion is not blackish, he is Krishna himself. He is accompanied by his associates, servants, weapons, and confidential companions. Purport, for an explanation of this verse, refer to Adi Lila chapter 3, verse 52. Text 101. The king said, according to evidence given in the revealed scriptures, it is concluded that Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Lord Krishna himself. Why then are learned scholars sometimes indifferent to him? Give me 20 second break, please. I'll repeat that text number 101. The king said, According to evidence given in the revealed scriptures, it is concluded that Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Lord Krishna himself. Why then are learned scholars sometimes indifferent to him? The Bhattacharya replied, A person who has received but a small fraction of mercy from Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu can understand that he is Lord Krishna. No one else can. Purport, the Sankirtan movement can be spread by a person who is especially favored by Lord Krishna. Krishna Shakti Vinanahi Tar Pravartana. Without first obtaining the mercy of the Lord, one cannot spread the holy name of the Lord. One who can spread the Lord's name is called Labda Chaitanya, in the words of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati. The Labda Chaitanya is one who has actually awakened his original consciousness, Krishna consciousness. The influence of the pure devotees in Krishna consciousness is such that it can awaken others to become immediately Krishna conscious. 
and engage themselves in the transcendental loving service of Krishna. In this way, the descendants of pure devotees increase, and Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu takes much pleasure in seeing the increase of his devotees. The word sumedasa means sharply intelligent. When one's intelligence is sharp, he can increase the interests of common men in loving Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and through him in loving Radha Krishna. Those not interested in understanding Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu are simply material in their attempts at professional chanting and dancing for money, despite their supposed artistry. If one does not have full faith in Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he cannot properly chant and dance in the Sankirtan movement. Artificial chanting and dancing may be due to sentiments or sentimental agitation, but this cannot help one advance in Krishna consciousness. Text 103. If the mercy of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was not bestowed upon a person, regardless of how learned a scholar that person may be, and regardless of his seeing or listening, he cannot accept Lord Chaitanya as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Purport, the same principles can be applied to demoniac persons, even though they be in the Sampradaya of Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Without receiving the Lord's special power, one cannot preach his glories all over the world. Even though one may celebrate himself as a learned follower of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and even though one may attempt to preach the holy name of the Lord all over the world, if he is not favored by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he will find fault with the pure devotee and will not be able to understand how a preacher is empowered by Lord Chaitanya. One must be considered bereft of the mercy of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu when he criticizes the Krishna consciousness movement now spreading all over the world or finds fault with this movement or the leader of the movement. Text number 104. Atapite deva padambuja dvaya prasada leishanu grihita evahi janati tatvam bhagavan mahimno nachanya eko picharam vachindran. Lord Brahma said, My Lord, if one is favored by even a slight trace of the mercy of your lotus feet, he can understand the greatness of your personality. But those who speculate to understand the Supreme Personality of Godhead are unable to know you, even though they continue to study the Vedas for many years. Purport. This verse is a quotation from Srimad Bhagavatam 10, 14-29. It is explained in the Madhya Lila in the sixth chapter, text number 84. 105. The king said, instead of visiting the temple of Lord Jagannath, all the devotees are running toward the residence of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Sarvabhama Bhattacharya replied, this is spontaneous love. All the devotees are very anxious to meet Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. First, the devotees will meet Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and then take him with them to the, Lord, to the temple of Lord Jagannath. 
the king said, the son of Bhavananda Roy, named Vaninath, along with five or seven other men, went there to obtain the remnants of Lord Jagannath's food. Indeed, Vaninath has already gone to the residence of Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and has taken a huge quantity of Mahaprasadam. Please let me know the reason for this. Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya said, understanding that all the devotees have come, Lord Chaitanya gave the sign, and therefore Vaninath and the others have brought such great, great quantities of Mahaprasadam. Isn't that a beautiful image? Mahaprabhu gave the sign. There's some, uh, this communication going on non-verbally between the uh, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and his devotees. They know, they're so attentive to service that when they, they're watching Mahaprabhu, when he, he makes the sign, they, they go and do their service. The king then asked the Bhattacharya, why have the devotees not observed the regulations for visiting the pilgrimage place, such as fasting, shaving, and so on? Why have they first eaten prasadam? The Bhattacharya told the king, what you have said is right according to the regulative principles governing the visiting of holy places. But there is another path, which is the path of spontaneous love. According to th those principles, there are subtle intricacies in involved in the execution of religious principles. Purport, according to the Vedic regulative principles, one has to be celibate before entering a holy place of pilgrimage. Generally, people are very much addicted to sense gratification, and unless they have sex at night, they cannot sleep. The regulative principles therefore enjoin that before a common man goes to a holy place of pilgrimage, he should observe complete celibacy. As soon as one enters a holy place, he must observe fasting for the day, and after shaving his head clean, he must take a bath in a river or ocean near the holy place. These methods are adopted to neutralize the effects of sinful activities. Visiting a holy place of pilgrimage means neutralizing the reactions of a sinful life. Those who go to holy places of pilgrimage actually unload the reactions of their sinful lives and consequently, holy places are overloaded with sinful activities left there by visitors. When a saintly person or pure devotee visits such a holy place, he absorbs the sinful effects left by the common men and again purifies the holy place. Tirti Kurvanti Tirtani from Bhagavatam 113.10 Therefore, a common man's visit to a holy place and an exalted saintly person's visit there are different. The common man leaves his sin in the holy place and a saintly person or devotee cleanses these sins simply by his presence. The devotees of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu were not common men and they could not be subjected to the rules and regulations governing the visiting of holy places. Rather, they exhibited their spontaneous love for Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Immediately upon arrival at the holy place, they went to see Lord Chaitanya. And by his order, they took Mahaprasadam without following the regulations governing holy places. 113. The scriptural injunctions for shaving and fasting are indirect orders of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. However, when there is a direct order from the Lord to take prasadam, naturally the devotees take prasadam as their first duty. 
when Mahaprasadam is not available, there must be fasting. But when the Supreme Personality of Godhead directly orders one to take prasadam, neglecting such an opportunity is offensive. When Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is distributing prasadam with his transcendental hand, who will neglect such an opportunity and accept the regulative principle of fasting? Previously, the Lord gave me Mahaprasadam rice one morning, and I ate it just sitting on my bed without having even washed my mouth. The man to whom the Lord shows his mercy by inspiring him within the heart takes shelter only of Lord Krishna and abandons all Vedic and social customs. Purport, this is also the teaching of Lord Krishna in the Bhagavad Gita, 1866. Abandon all varieties of religion and just surrender unto me. I shall deliver you from all sinful reactions. Do not fear. Such firm faith in the Supreme Personality of God it is possible only by the mercy of the Lord. The Lord is sitting within everyone's heart, and when he personally inspires his devotee, the devotee does not stick to the Vedic principles of, or social customs, but rather devotes himself to the transcendental loving service of the Lord. This is confirmed in the following verse from Srimad Bhagavatam 4.29.46. Yadayam anugunati bhagavan atmabhavitaha sa jahati matim loke vedecha parinishtitam. When one is inspired by the Lord who is sitting in everyone's heart, he does not care for social custom or Vedic regulative principles. Purport this instruction, Bhagavatam 429.46, was given by Narada. Goswami to King Prachinabarhi in connection with the story of Puranjana. Here Narada implies that without the mercy of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, one cannot extricate himself from the fruitive activities that are under the jurisdiction of the Vedas. In previous verses, Bhagavatam 429-42-44, Narada admits that his that even personalities like Lord Brahma, Lord Shiva, Manu, the Prajapatis headed by Dhaka, the four Kumaras, Marichi, Atri, Angira, Pulastya, Pulaha, Kratu, Mrigu, Vashishta, and even Narada himself could not properly receive the causeless mercy of the Lord. After this, King Prataparudra came down from the top of his palace to the ground and called for Kashi Mishra and the inspector of the temple. Maharaj Prataparuja then told both Kashi Mishra and the temple inspector, provide all the devotees and associates of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu with comfortable residences, convenient eating facilities for prasadam, and convenient visiting arrangements at the temple so that they, there, will be, there will not be any difficulty. The orders of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu must be carefully carried out. Although the Lord may not give direct orders, you are still to carry out his desires simply by understanding his indications. That's similar to what I mentioned earlier. 
Saying this, the king gave them permission to leave. Sarvabhama Bhattacharya also went to see the assembly of all the Vaishnavas. From a distant place, Gopinathacharya and Sarvabhama Bhattacharya watched the meeting of all the Vaishnavas with Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Beginning from the right side of the lion gate, where the main gate of the temple, all the Vaishnavas began to proceed toward the house of Kashi Mishra. In the meantime, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, accompanied by his personal associates, met all the Vaishnavas on the road with great jubilation. First, Advaitacharya offered prayers to the lotus feet of the Lord, and the Lord immediately embraced him in ecstatic love. Indeed, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Advaitacharya displayed agitation due to ecstatic love. Seeing the time and circumstance, however, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu remained patient. After this, all the devotees attended by Srivast Thakur offered prayers to the lotus feet of the Lord, and the Lord embraced each and every one of them in great love and ecstasy. The Lord addressed all the devotees one after another and took all of them with him into the house. Since the residence of Kashimisha was insufficient, all the assembled devotees were very much overcrowded. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu made all the devotees sit at his side, and with his own hand, he offered them garlands and sandalwood pulp. After this, Gopinath Acharya and Sarvabhama Bhattacharya met all the Vaishnavas at the place of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and in a befitting manner. After this, Gopinathacharya and Sarvabhamavacharya met all the Vaishnavas at the place of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in a befitting manner. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu addressed Advaitacharya Prabhu, saying sweetly, My dear sir, today I have become perfect because of your arrival. Advaitacharya Prabhu replied, This is a natural characteristic of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Although he is personally complete and full in all opulences, he takes transcendental pleasure in the association of his devotees, with whom he has a variety of eternal pastimes. As soon as Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu saw Vasudev Datta, the older brother of Mukunda Datta, he immediately became very happy and placing his hand on his body began to speak. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, Although Mukunda is my friend from childhood, I nonetheless take greater pleasure in seeing you than in seeing him. Purport, Vasudev Datta was the older brother of Mukunda Datta, who was the childhood friend of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. It is naturally a great pleasure to see a friend, but Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu informed Vasudev Datta that although it was his pleasure to see his friend, his pleasure was increased by seeing the older brother. Vasudev replied, Mukunda got your association in the beginning. As such, he has taken shelter at your lotus feet. That is his transcendental rebirth. Thus, Vasudev Dutta admitted his inferiority to Mukunda, his younger brother. Although Mukunda is my junior, he said, he first received your favor. Consequently, he became transcendentally senior to me. Besides that, 
you very much favored Mukunda. Thus, he is superior in all good qualities. The Lord said, for your sake only, I have brought two books from South India. The books are being kept with Swarup Damodar, and you can get them copied. Hearing this, Vasudev became very glad. Indeed, each and every Vaishnav copied the two books. By and by, the two books, the Brahma Sanhita and Sri Krishna Karnamrita, were broadcast all over India. The Lord addressed Srivas and his brothers with great love and affection, saying, I am so obliged that I am purchased by you, four brothers. Srivas then replied to the Lord, Why are you speaking in a contradictory way? Rather, we four brothers have been purchased by your mercy. After seeing Shankara, Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu told Damodar, My affection for you is on the platform of awe and reverence. Purport. Here the Lord is addressing Damodar Pandit, who is different from Surup Damodar. Damodar Pandit is the elder brother of Shankara. Thus, the Lord informed Damodar that his affection toward him was on the platform of awe and reverence. However, the Lord's affection toward his younger brother, Shankara, was on the platform of pure love. Therefore, keep your younger brother, Shankara, with you, because he is connected to me by pure, unalloyed love. Dhamanar Pandit replied, Shankar is my younger brother, but from today, he becomes my elder brother because of your special mercy upon him. Then, turning toward Shivananda Sain, the Lord said, I know that from the very beginning, your affection for me has been very great. Immediately upon hearing this, Shivananda Sain became absorbed in ecstatic love and fell down on the ground, offering obeisances to the Lord. He then began to recite the following verse. Nimajatonta bavarnavat mantash chiraya mekulam ivadalabda ivasi labda toyapi labdam bhagavan idanin anutamam patram idam dayaya. O my Lord, O unlimited one, although I was merged in the ocean of nations, I have now after a long time, attained you, just as one may attain the seashore. My dear Lord, by getting me, you have obtained the right person upon whom to show your causeless mercy. Beautiful, right? Purport. This is verse 21 from the Stotra Ratna, composed by Alabandharu Yamunacharya. One's relationship with the Supreme Personality of Godhead may be reestablished even after one has fallen into the ocean of nations, which is the ocean of material existence involving the repetition of birth, death, old age, and disease, all arising out of the acceptance of the material body. There are 8,400,000 species of material life, but in the human body, one attains a chance to get release from the repetition of birth and death. When one becomes the Lord's devotee, he is rescued from this dangerous ocean of birth and death. The Lord is always prepared to shower his mercy upon fallen souls struggling against miserable material conditions. As Lord Krishna states in the Bhagavad Gita, 
Mamai bam sho jiva loke, jiva bhuta sanatana, manakshastan indriyani, prakritistani karshati. The living entities in this conditioned world are my eternal fragmental parts. Due to conditioned life, they are struggling very hard with the six senses, which include the mind. Thus, every living being is struggling hard in this material nature. Actually, the living entity is part and parcel of the Supreme Lord, and when he surrenders unto the Supreme Personality of God, he attains release from the ocean of birth and death. The Lord, being very kind to fallen souls, is always anxious to get the living entity out of the ocean of nescience. If the living entity understands his position and surrenders to the Lord, his life becomes successful. 152. Morari Gupta at first did not meet the Lord, but rather remained outside the door, falling down like a stick to offer obeisances. When Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu could not see Morari amongst the devotees, he inquired about him. Thereupon, many people immediately went to Morari, running to take him to the Lord. Thus, Morari Gupta, catching two bunches of straw in his teeth, went before Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu with humility and meekness. Upon seeing Murari come to meet him, Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu went up to him, but Murari began to run away and speak as follows. My Lord, please do not touch me. I am most abominable, and I am not fit for you to touch because my body is sinful. The Lord said, My dear Murari, please restrain your unnecessary humility. My mind is disturbed to see your meekness. Saying this, the Lord embraced Murari and had him sit down by his side. The Lord then began to cleanse his body with his own hands. Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu then again and again embraced all the devotees, including Acharya Ratna, Vidyanidhi, Pandit Gadadhara, Ganga Adasa, Hari Bhatta, and Acharya Purandara. The Lord described their good qualities and glorified them again and again. After thus offering respect to each and every devotee, Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu became very jubilant. However, not seeing Haridas Thakur, he inquired, where is Haridas? Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu then saw in the distance that Haridas Thakur was lying down flat on the road offering obeisances. Haridas Thakur did not come to the Lord's meeting place, but remained fallen flat on the common road at a distance. All the devotees then went to Haridas Thakur saying, The Lord wants to meet you. Please come immediately. Haridas Thakur replied, I cannot go near the temple because I am a low caste, abominable person. I have no authority to go there. Purport, although Haridas Thakur was such a highly exalted Vaishnava that he was addressed as Haridas Goswami. He still did not like to disturb the common sense of the general populace. Haridas Thakur was so exalted that he was addressed as Thakur and Gosai, and these titles are offered to the most advanced Vaishnavas. The spiritual master is generally called Gosai, and Thakur is used to address the Paramahamsas those in the topmost rank of spirituality. Nonetheless, Haridas Thakur did not want to go near the temple 
Although he was called there by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself, the Jagannath temple still accepts only those Hindus who are in the Varnashrama order. Other castes, especially those who are not Hindus, are not allowed to enter the temple. This is a long-standing regulation. And thus Haridas Thakur, although certainly competent and qualified to enter the temple, did not even want to go near it. This is called Vaishnava humility. Haridasakur then expressed his desire. If I could just get a solitary place near the temple, I could stay there alone and pass my time. I do not wish the servants of Lord Jagannath to touch me. I would remain there in the, goal, in the garden alone. That is my desire. When this message was relayed to Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu by the people, the Lord became very happy to hear it. At this time, Kashi Mishra, along with the superintendent of the temple, came and offered his respects unto the lotus feet of Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Upon seeing all the Vaishnavas together, Kashi Mishra and the superintendent became very happy. With great happiness, they met with the devotees in a befitting manner. Both submitted to Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, please give us orders so that we may make proper arrangements to accommodate all the Vaishnavas. Accommodations have been arranged for all the Vaishnavas. Now let us distribute Mahaprasadam to all of them. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu immediately told Gopinathacharya, please go with the Vaishnavas and accommodate them in whatever residences Kashimisha and the temple superintendent offer. Then the Lord told Kashimisha and the temple superintendent, as for the remnants of food left by Jagannath, let them be delivered to Vaninath Roy's charge, for he can take care of all the Vaishnavas and distribute Mahaprasadam to them. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu then said, Nearby my place, in this garden of flowers, is a single room that is very solitary. Please give that room to me, for I have a need for it. Indeed, I shall remember the Lord's lotus feet. Indeed, I shall remember the lotus feet of the Lord sitting in that solitary place. Purport, this statement of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was significant. Nibrate vasya tahang kariba smaran. I shall sit down there in, a solid, in that solitary place and remember the lotus feet of the Lord. Neophyte students are not to imitate sitting in a solitary place in remembering the lotus feet of the Lord by chanting the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra. We should always remember that it was Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Mahaprabhu himself who wanted such a place, either for himself or Haridas Thakur. No one can suddenly attain the level of Haridas Thakur and sit down in a solitary place to chant the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra and remember the lotus feet of the Lord. Only an exalted person like Haridas Thakur or Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who is personally exhibiting the proper behavior for an acharya, can engage in such a practice. At the present moment, we see that some of the members of the International Society for Krishna Consciousness are tending to leave their preaching activities in order to sit in a solitary place. This is not a very good sign. It is a fact that Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur has condemned this process for neophytes. 
He has even stated in a song, Pratish Tar Tari, Nirjaniragari, Tar Harinam Kevala Kaitava. Sitting in a solitary place intending to chant the Hare Krishna Mantra is considered a cheating process. This practice is not possible for neophytes at all. The neophyte devotee must act and work very laboriously under the direction of the spiritual master, and he must thus preach the cult of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Only after maturing in devotion can he sit down in a solitary place to chant the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra, as Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself did. Although Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, to teach us a lesson, he traveled all over India continuously for six years and only then retired at Jagannath Puri. Even at Jagannath Puri, the Lord chanted the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra in great meetings at the Jagannath Temple. The point is that one should not try to imitate Haridas Thakur at the beginning of one's transcendental life. One must first become a very mature, one must first become very mature in devotion and thus receive the approval of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Only at such a time may one actually sit down peacefully in a solitary place to chant the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra and remember the lotus feet of the Lord. The senses are very strong, and if a neophyte devotee imitates Haridas Thakur, his enemies, Kam, Krod, Lob, Moha, Mada, and Matsarya, will disturb and fatigue him. Instead of chanting the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra, the neophyte will simply sleep soundly. Preaching work is meant for advanced devotees, and when an advanced devotee is further elevated on the devotional scale, he may retire to chant the Hare Krishna Mantra in a solitary place. However, if one simply imitates advanced spiritual life, he will fall down just like the Sahajyas in Vrindavan. And now we'll take a few reflections, things that you heard that stuck with you, or if you want to ask a question to clarify certain parts, that might be nice also. Guru Maharaj, I have a question. Yes, David Ratha Prabhu. Um, I have a question about this Nitya Siddha concept. So it says that the preachers of the Krishna consciousness movement, they're Nitya Siddhas. But then we also understand that the Krishna consciousness movement is most, most to take, is most, is meant to take the most fallen people and make them the most qualified. So I'm just trying to understand this seemingly contradiction. Like how can those be in, how can one be a Nitya Siddha when they're coming from a low background and then the mission is meant for elevating those who are the least qualified and making them the most qualified. I'm just trying to understand that. Well, first of all, Prabhupada said that somebody who's engaged 24 hours a day in, in preaching Krishna consciousness. In fact, this is something that he also mentions in the Upadeshambhita. This uh, feature of a devotee is uh, in this text 5 of, of the Upadeshamrita, Rupa Goswami is speaking about the gradations of devotees. When he says that Krishnati Yasagiri Tabmanasadriyeta, he mentions the, the beginner and then the more advanced devotees. So in the purport, Prabhupada says, 
several things about the highest type of devotee. And Uttama Adhikari is not interested in blaspheming others. His heart is completely clean and he has attained the realized state of unalloyed Krishna consciousness. According to Rupa Goswami, the association of such a and service of such a Mahabhagavata, perfect Vaishnava, most desirable. Then later on, he, he says, when a neophyte devotee is actually initiated and engaged in devotional service by the orders of the spiritual master, he should be accepted immediately as a bona fide Vaishnava, and obeisances should be offered unto him. Out of many such Vaishnavas, one may be found to be very seriously engaged in the service of the Lord and strictly following all the regular principles, chanting the prescribed number of rounds on japa beads, and always thinking of how to expand the Krishna consciousness movement. Such a Vaishnava should be accepted as an Uttama Adhikari, a highly advanced devotee, and his association should be sought. And in this section, Srila Prabhupada quotes from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who says that, one who strictly chants Hare Krishna is krame krame, or step-by-step step elevated from the position of a neophyte. So this is from the Madhya 2269. Krame krame teho bhakta uttam. One whose faith is soft and pliable is called a neophyte, but by gradually following the process, he will rise to the platform of a first-class devotee. Everyone begins his devotional life from the neophyte stage. But if one properly finishes chanting the prescribed number of rounds of Harinam, he is elevated step-by-step step to the highest platform, Uttama Adhikari. So um, your question, how can a, a person who starts from a lowly position be elevated to the highest position is answered therein? by chanting Hare Krishna, because as it is mentioned throughout the Srimad Bhagavatam, for instance, in the words of Shukadeva Goswami, Kiratu Hunandra Pulinda Pulkrisha Abhira Shumba Yavana Kasadaya, Ene Chapapa Yadapashraya Shaya Shudyamti Tasmaipa Vishnavena Maha. Even the lowliest of people, he names first Kirata Hunandra Pulinda, these are People are way, way gone outside Vardashrama. Said so even they can be elevated to the highest level by the mercy of, of the Vaishnavas. So um, this is something that's pointed out by, uh, by Vyasadeva in the Vedanta Sutra. And he says, by logic, we can understand that the Shastra is speaking to us. And the Shastra says, become elevated to the highest position by following the process. And therefore, it would be illogical, he says, to assume that one could not be elevated to the highest level. Because why would the Shastra say something that is impractical? It's only speaking the truth. So you could understand then that somebody lowly can be elevated to the highest position, especially by the mercy of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And, and when they're elevated to the position, they're then considered Nitya Siddha? It depends. Sometimes, for, all the, for practical purposes, sometimes devotees are described in various ways. For instance, Prahlad is described as being half 
Sadhana Siddha and the half Nitya Siddha. And uh, the, in the ultimate issue, however, Prabhupada mentions Siddha is Siddha. It hardly matters how one got there. And if you look further in the, in the Srimad Bhagavatam, you find this interesting conversation in the 11th canto about how is it said that devotees become liberated or a living entity becomes liberated because the living entities are always transcendental. They're part and parcel of the Lord. How could they not be transcendental? So the idea of them becoming liberated becomes a kind of interesting uh, perspective. Uh, obviously, they, the living entity does get entangled in the material world. It is considered fallen. But from another perspective, as Narada says in the fifth chapter of the first canon of Srimad Bhagavatam, when I became, or it's, it's beyond that, when I became, at sixth, sixth chapter, he says that when I attained perfection, I saw that both the Lord and, and myself are transcendental to this material nature. He woke up and understood his position. Hari Bol Prabhu. Hari Bol Prabhu. This is Sadhu Vrindavan from Chennai. Hari Krishna. This is Sadhu Vrindavan, really? Yeah. Are you the real Sadhu Vrindavan? Yeah. Is there a picture? Let me see. You don't have a camera so I can see you? Our eyes have been starving. Go ahead, Sadhu. So, um, I, I really like the humility of Haridas Thakur. Because um, even though he's competent and qualified uh, to go inside the temple of Lord Jagannath, he didn't because he didn't because he thought he was a low caste. He was like low caste, even though he thought he was low caste, and um, he didn't go inside the temple. So I really like the humility of Haridasa. Um, yeah, thanks for pointing that out. Such humility is very compelling, and it is the gateway to pleasing the Lord. Who teaches Trinadapi Sunichena and in the Bhagavad Gita Krishna says the two first qualities of a person who is on the path of perfection is humility and pridelessness. Our humility and pridelessness. Yes. Hare Krishna Maharaj, this is Shrita. Thank you so much for the wonderful reading. It was nice to hear all those um, you know, nice verses from the shloka book all appearing together here. So that was wonderful. Um, I have I have an observation and a question. Um, the observation was um, the you know the dealings of Mukunda, of Vasudev Datta, where he's saying where he admits that he's inferior to Mukunda, who's who's actually his younger brother, and yes. that because he received the mercy. And I was also um, you know I was thinking about you know, how the devotees behave so courteously amongst each other like that. And somewhere in the Chaitanya Chaitanya um, there's another pastime also where Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is asking, who is the father and who is the son? And <laughs> are you the father or are you the son? And, you know, That's right. the son is the father. So that was very nice. Um, my question was um, that that, you know, it was mentioned that uh, the associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, they were, you know, when, when he was here, they were unlimited. But then it says that those who are pure in life and, you know, those who are devoted to the mission, they are to be understood as a Nityasiddha associate of the Lord. So here, when they say pure in life, are they talking about 
doing pure devotional service of the Lord or? Yeah, well, obviously, there's also a feature of um, pure in life mentioned in, Prabhupada mentions in various contexts. For instance, here in the first canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam, at the, uh, the end of the third uh, chapter of Bhagavatam, Prabhupada writes, um, it's uh, 1344. O learned Brahmanas, when Shukadeva Goswami recited Bhagavatam there in the presence of Emperor Prikshit, I heard him with rapt attention, and thus by his mercy, I learned the Bhagavatam from that great and powerful sage. Now, now I shall try to make you hear the very same thing as I learned it from him and as I have realized it. One can certainly see directly the presence of Lord Sri Krishna in the pages of Bhagavatam if one has heard it from a self-realized great soul like Shukadeva Goswami. One cannot, however, learn Bhagavatam from a bogus hired reciter whose aim of life is to earn some money out of such recitation and employ the earnings in sex indulgence. Several times Prabhupada brought that up in the purports in the Chaitanya Charnamita as well. No one can learn Srimad Bhagavatam who is associated with persons engaged in sex life. That is the secret of learning Bhagavatam. Nor can one learn Bhagavatam from one who interprets the text by his mundane scholarship. One has to learn Bhagavatam from the representative of Shukadeva Goswami and no one else, if one at all wants to see Lord Sri Krishna in the pages. That is the process. And there is no alternative. Sutta Goswami is a bona fide representative of Shukadeva Goswami because he wants to present the message which he received from the great learned Brahmana. Shukadeva Goswami presented Bhagavatam as he heard it from his great father, and so also Sutta Goswami is presenting Bhagavatam as he had heard it from Shukadeva Goswami. Simple hearing is not all. One must realize the text with proper attention. The word Navishta means that Sutta Goswami drank the juice of Bhagavatam through his ears. That is the real process of receiving Bhagavatam. One should hear with rapt attention from the real purpose, from, from the real person, and then he can at once realize the presence of Lord Krishna in every page. The secret of knowing Bhagavatam is mentioned here. No one can give rapt attention who is not pure in mind. No one can be pure in mind who is not pure in action. No one can be pure in action who is not pure in eating, sleeping, fearing, and mating. But somehow or other, if someone hears with rapt attention from the right person, at the very beginning, one can assuredly see Lord Sri Krishna in person in the pages of the Bhagavad Gita. Wow, thank you so, so much, Maharaj. That's beautiful. Hare Krishna, Guru Maharaj. Hare Krishna. This is Danavari Dasi. How are you? Ah, good to hear from you. Thank you. Uh, thank you for a wonderful class. So I have a reflection. I like the like so many points, but the one point uh, I really liked uh, says when a common man visits a holy place, he or she leaves the scenes at the holy place. When highly exalted person leaves the holy place, he or she leaves the purity makes the place very pure, I really like that. Yes. 
Thank you. And then Prabhupada quoted from a verse that was spoken by Yudhishthira, Bhavad Vida Bhagavatas Tirta Bhavad Vidas Bhagavatas Tirta Kurvandi Tirtani. sorry, I forgot it. Bhavad Vida Bhagavatas. Okay, someone can look it up. This is the verse in which Yudhisthira tells Vidura that uh, you purify even the holy places personified because you carry the Supreme Personality of Godhead within your heart. And I was looking, I have a chart somewhere, Devavrata, that describes the the various uh, Vaishnava Shastras that... um, that describe the, the levels of devotees from Kanishta, Madhyam to Uttam. And there are various perspectives about these levels of advancement in devotional service. So it's a nuanced, a nuanced issue. What else? Thank you, Guru Maharaj. Thank you. Yes, Dhanavari, thank you very much. Great to hear from you. Hare Krishna, thanks. Hare- Varshana, great to hear you. You're live. I really like the point that Dharma cannot be manufactured by the human being. It cannot be manufactured by what? Dharma cannot be manufactured by human beings. In the yes. reading, in the yes. reading you said, I really like it, like the point. Yes. And just now in the answer to Shada Mataji's question, you said attention can be paid only if one has a, a pure, only if one is pure in mind. I really like these points. Yes, uh, thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you, Varshana. And also we heard earlier in the chapter that that is mentioned that unless one's pure in habits, one's chanting will not be effective either. If someone is a paid person or has some hidden agenda for chanting, then the, the potency is not there. But if one is pure in habit and is a, a pure devotee and chants Hare Krishna, it will affect others very deeply. And the, the evidence is... Thank you so much. Thank you. Let's see, am I missing anybody from Facebook? I'm sorry. I need two more arms to do this. Okay. And Rada, because of this impurity, the, the world is currently in such a fearful situation. Malini Devi Dasi says, the interactions of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu with his devotees are so personal and sweet. Quote, saying this, the Lord embraced Marari and had him sit down by his side. The Lord began to cleanse his body with his own hands. Amit Goswami is watching. That's a big deal. Hey, there's all these great devotees on here. Okay, any, anybody else? Hare Krishna. Okay. Yes. Oh, okay. Um, Marge, I was listening to one of the purports and... Uh, a doubt came up in my mind about regarding the the position of a paramahamsa. Yeah. Uh, so, like, Prabhupada mentions that a paramahamsa is the. Please correct me if I'm wrong. A paramahamsa is the uh, like 
a pure devotee is a paramam. So someone who's attained the highest level of devotional service or or devotion to the Lord. Is that correct, Marge? Because what was the question? I understood the Paramahamsa, and then what, what question did you ask? The question was um, I was reading the um, the nectar of instruction recently, yes. and in, in the purport, Prabhupada mentions as soon as anyone becomes envious, he falls from the platform of Paramahamsa. And my understanding was that once someone reaches the platform of Paramahamsa, it, it isn't really possible for them to become envious because they're already at that stage of devotional service or they've reached that level of um of uh love of krishna that it's not really possible for them to become envious of another living entity i just yeah that i just had a doubt there regarding well um first of all we can take it as a um a warning that uh, one should be very careful in dealings with Vaishnavas. Second of all, Prabhupada mentions in his purport to the story of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu traveling in South India when he's with Kalakrishnadas. And Kalakrishnadas falls down and, and runs off with the Bataharis. And uh, Prabhupada said this proves that even if somebody is in a liberated position and he's with the Lord directly, by misusing his freedom, he can run a, run away. So you could you could take that. Also in the Madhurya Kadambani, Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur mentions that there are different levels of, of advancement and purity. But until one comes to the a point of prema and also sees the Lord face to face, until then, every trace of of uh, Lingering contamination caused by offenses may not be uh, vanquished. So there are relative um, descriptions of purity and so forth. And uh, that's what I was saying to Devavrata Prabhu uh, in his excellent questions about Nitya Siddha and what it means and so forth. It's a nuanced conversation. Oftentimes people take it um, in a very um, linear way and they say, okay, here's uh, you know, there's three levels, uh, the Kanishta, Madhyam, Uttam, and so forth, and then they have their own ideas about what a, what what these, uh, or particular about what an Uttama is. Um, <clears throat> however, I'm, even Jiva Goswami talks about how there are various levels, like there's a Kanishta, Kanishta, Madhyam, Kanishta, Uttam, Kanishta. <laughs> there's a there's a Kanishta Madhyam or Madhyam Kanishta, Madhyam Madhyam, Uttam Madhyam, and so forth. It's nuanced. So, um, various levels. And uh, Divyangi, you had a, a question. Hare Krishna Guruaraj. Yes. So, I just have small reflection. Um, we were reading this last verse um, that basically devotees are not supposed to go to a solitary place and just chant and dedicate your life like just to chanting and of course it's not like this platform but i was thinking about sometimes just so many services in the temple and you just become so uh, tired and absorbed and then you you really want to go to the forest to just at least for a day to chant and just take some um take some break from that but when it actually comes, like right now, <laughs> just in the temple, and we for some time we cannot really do harayam or we cannot do really like book distribution, 
or this service. So it feels like something is missing, even though, you know, we didn't like all day, we're doing different services, but it feels like something missing. Yeah. So I really, so yeah, I just really enjoyed uh, these pastimes with some Kirtan, what we did in the beginning. <laughs> it's so nice. Yeah, very much so. And um, <laughs> it's true. When, you're, when you have that feeling for Sankirtan and then you're, you're not able to go out and you feel eager to get back out there, this is unprecedented, I think, in history. This has uh, happened all over the world at the same time. Really unprecedented in history. Because in previous ages when there, of course, there have been pandemics before, but this has spread so fast and it's been become so uh, pervasive that practically everywhere people are locking down and not able to do what they want to. And uh, anyway, back to your point, and that is that uh, it's it's the idea that one would imitate Haridas Thakur and go off for good into the forest or in, into a solitary place. But taking a taking a little break uh, every once in a while or, or regularly in order to replenish one's desire to preach and eff effectiveness is very important, as you pointed out. When I met Prabhupada in 1973 in San Francisco. We were a book distribution party, and Prabhupada, after hearing our book scores, he didn't talk anything about that. He just said, you must also read my books. He said, I didn't write these just for selling. I wrote them for you to read, become pure devotees, and go back to Godhead. And uh, so he also didn't mean that we should never uh, take a break and go off and read and hear and chant deeply. Okay, who wants to make the last uh, question or, or reflection before we Hare sign Krishna, off? Maharaj. Hare Krishna. I had to track you down on Zoom to get my question then. <laughs> okay, thank you very much. Sorry about that. Gurmaj, it's so wonderful to see you in a world that's full of darkness. You, you come in once, in once or twice a day and there's light. So we are so grateful you're taking this time out to give us this light because it's, uh, it's become a necessity in the current situation. So we waited to see if you're coming on today. Thank you so much for coming. My question was, um, Maharaj, many times I've heard you say the term, um, you know, the, this concept of, uh, you know, my life and soul. You are my life and soul. My service is my life and soul. And I heard you say that today when you were reading. And I was wondering, could you explain that better? When someone says that you should take this as your life and soul, and then you live in a world where there's so many things that may not be your life and soul, but they demand your life and sometimes your soul. What do you do? What kind of service is a service that shows that kind of love? That's a question that Sanatana Goswami and, and Rupa Goswami asked to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu because when they first met him and they, they had only one desire and that was, let me be with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, let me serve him. He became their life and soul. And so he wrote to them, and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu told them that you should take up the method of the, the wife of a person who has a paramour. She's uh, married. She's at home doing all her services. And she does them even more carefully. So her, her uh, special attraction for her paramour is not detected. So she's serving nicely doing all her duties, but her mind is absorbed only in thinking, when am I going to meet? When am I going to meet? When am I going to meet? 
And he also gave similar kinds of instructions to other devotees. These are all great exalted devotees, but they showed the complexity of material life. Nobody comes into this world without some complexity. The acharyas show that by their example. But Mahaprabhu's solution was, even while you're in that situation, then uh, fix your mind on, the, on your life and soul, even if you can't do it right then. In other words, even if you're pinned down by the, your circumstances in life and you can't pursue your life and soul, then you should hanker for it and wonder, when's that time when I'll be able to take it? After all, isn't that what Prabhupada did? After he met his guru, it became his, his all-consuming desire that let me fulfill the order of my spiritual master. Seed was planted. It was 11 years before he got initiated. And then he was able to come to America. He was not able to come to America until he was um, in an advanced age. And he said many, many times how he had kept that desire burning within his heart. And then when the facility came, then he took full advantage of it. So there will be many times when we're held back. Even in the Rasa dance, uh, there were some souls uh, that came to be with Krishna on this planet during his Leela. But then when he called everybody, some ran. I mean, others, they tried to run but, and, and join him in the forest, but they couldn't. They were held back by circumstances, by their family members. And Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur and other Acharyas describe how they got so purified by being held back because it intensified their desire. Like you want to go somewhere and you can't do it. And they burned up any last vestiges of connection to the world because of that. So Krishna has ways in which he can help us to increase our, the intensity of our desire because that's really the price for devotional service is to have that uh, burning desire. Uh, Krishna bhakti ras bhavitomati kriyatam yadi kritopi labhyate tatalolyam apimulyam ekalam janma koti sukritirna labhyate. There's only one price to pay for bhakti, and that's the intense desire to have it. And if it's available somewhere, uh, says Rupa Goswami, one should run and get it as soon as possible. But what if you can't run and get it? You're held back. Well, that desire will increase more and more. Thank you very much. Thanks to everybody. Yes? Can I ask one last question, Prabhu? Yes. So um, I was reading this verse in the Bhagavad Gita. It says, Yam hina vityantyete purusham purusharshaba samadukam sukam diram so mrittat vaya kalpate and it says, oh best among men, which is Arjuna, person who is not disturbed by happiness and distress and is steady in both is certainly eligible for liberation. So um, Krishna says that you should remember me, you should um, perform devotional service unto me, and you should um, never forget me. And uh, if you do all that, you can uh, be eligible for liberation. But it says, um, uh, I don't understand uh, why Krishna says the person who is not disturbed by happiness and distress is steady in, uh, and is steady in both is certainly eligible for liberation. So could you please um, um, explain on that? This is a theme that Krishna presents throughout the Bhagavad Gita about being Sama. And that means you're, you've developed this uh, 
attachment to Krishna and also an understanding that the world is passing by and is ephemeral and that your life situation is not your life. And because of this, uh, this uh, situation in one's actual uh, spiritual nature, in fact, the point is that one, only when one's advanced spiritually can one uh, have that sort of equality amidst all types of situations here in this world. And he doesn't say necessarily that that's the pinnacle of devotional service. He doesn't equate it necessarily with uh, being able to think of him as in the verse, but he advocates for it throughout the Bhagavad Gita that you should learn to be um, so situated that you're, you're, you, can pres- you can tolerate uh, the various uh, comings and goings of happiness and distress and so forth in this material world. Basically, it's, a, it's one of the aspects of practice of devotional service, and it's also uh, an indication that one's coming to, to that one is rising above the, the modes of material nature that he or she can tolerate. But it certainly doesn't indicate that the, um, the, this is the, uh, on the same level, for instance, as um, meditating on Krishna and thinking of him. Thank you very much, everybody, for uh, joining the reading of Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita and for um, asking such nice questions and giving reflections. And we'll keep the vibration going so we can uh, keep having Krishna's association, the association of devotees. Gaur Premanande, Hari Hari Bo. Hari Hari Bo. Everyone, please unmute and say Hare Krishna. 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 Not to the Armarman, not to the Armarman, not to the Armarman, not to the Armarman, hey, not to the Armarman, not to the Armarman, not to the Armarman, not to the Armarman.